I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, several members, senior members of the Maller Militia, the P1s, were like, you got to start with the Clippers. And uh, I want full... I want full pain factor to be in here. Now, yes, the Clippers won an NBA game. Uh, you know, listen, they're a good team. Good teams win games in the NBA. And uh, <laughs> I'm not going to start with that because I want to wait because we, we're going to pick up a bigger audience and uh, later on on the live version of the show. So I want to get the most bang for my buck. All I will say is the Warriors had a good run. 
That's all I will say. They had a good run. These things come to an end. Uh, and <laughs> it's unfortunate that the, the Clippers had to put them in their place, but uh, we will have much more on that uh, later on, I promise you. But I, I like a good scandal. Much of my career has been based on just talking about the seedy underbelly of sports. It's so much fun. Uh, and uh, they are Raiders. Apparently their mystique is back, baby. The Raiders are back because uh, John Gruden, now he has been the Raider coach. We talked about this last night. He's been the Raider coach for a little over 24 hours officially. And in the first day, John Gruden is on the job. We have scandal with the Raiders. Now, if you've not heard about this, the Fritz Pollard Alliance, uh, they would like the NFL to investigate the Oakland, soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders because of a lack of compliance with the Rooney Rule. Now, the Raiders did interview some minority candidates for their coaching jobs. So what's the kerfluffle about? Uh, I will tell you. The uh, people over at the Fritz Pollard Alliance, uh, they, they heard some scuttlebutt through media reports that John Gruden had actually agreed to a contract before Jack Del Rio was fired. So when Del Rio took the field in the Raiders' season finale, he had already been uh, whacked. He just had – I actually lost a radio job uh, similar to that. So I, me and Jack Del Rio have something in common. I was fired on a Tuesday. My severance check was, uh, was, was cut for me on a Tuesday, and then I got fired on a Friday. So I'm still upset about that because I, I could have had a couple of extra days off and that I didn't need to show up to work. But anyway, uh, Del Rio apparently is okay. He's going to get a nice little severance. He's okay. But why does this matter? Why does it matter that John Gruden agreed to a deal before Jack Del Rio was fired? Uh, well, for those that are involved in this, the uh, the social justice warriors, the, the defenders of the Rooney Rule, uh, this is a violation, right? Because it means that the Oakland coaching gig was never open. And as a result, therefore, the Raiders did not comply with said Rooney Rule. So I want to talk about this. Let's discuss here. Right. Question. We'll keep it very simple. Will the Raiders get dinged? for violating the NFL hiring process or process, depending on where you grew up. Now, I don't have all the facts. You don't have all the facts. But from what I I do know and doing some investigative snooping, my knee-jerk reaction is no. My knee-jerk reaction is no. My thoughts on this, you've got semantics, a loophole, and irony. You've got irony involved in this as well. So you, you have all of that. Now, now the, we'll start with A. I would expect, judging how these things typically work, I would expect that the NFL would hire a blue-ribbon panel to investigate all of this. And when I hear that kind of thing, I go, whoop de damn do now, whoop de damn do Now, by the spirit of the rule, the Raiders, you could say, are in trouble from what I've uncovered here. However... Not by the letter of the rule, and that matters. The Raiders, if you go by the letter of the rule, the Raiders are okay. Now, why do I say that? Because this particular set of laws, if you will, for the NFL, the Rooney Rule, states that you have to interview a minority candidate before the, uh, the hire, the official hire. So if you go by, I know it's semantics here, but if you go by on a technicality, the Raiders actually follow that because I'm assuming, and this is a big assumption, that there is no paper trail. 
Right? I, I I don't Mark. I look at Mark Davis. I don't think he's ever used like a non-rotary phone. I think he still types up memos on a typewriter. That's that's how I look at Mark Davis. So I'm going to assume. But you know, it's like uh, people try to get stuff on President Trump. He doesn't send email. It's hard to get a lot of dirt on people that don't send email. You know, it's it's it's, it's very difficult. Uh, anyway, uh, so if there's nothing incriminating as far as text messages and emails and things like that, then the, the Raiders should be okay. They should be okay. And, 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 B, we pointed this out. We talked about this last week. Uh, this came up when the, the coaching hiring season began in the NFL, and the Rooney Rule was raised. We pointed out how this it should go away, and the Rooney Rule, uh, be, it, it makes the assumption that teams, in this case the Raiders, uh, are not looking to hire the top coach because they're racist. That's what the Rooney Rule is. And it, it, if you start with that premise – that the NFL is being run by a bunch of KKK guys and avoiding top candidates because uh, they're minorities, That's that seems seems outdated. Now, l- listen up. The the owners, I would think, the people involved in these teams, in this case the Raiders with Mark Davis, uh, they kind of have an idea who they want to hire. It's kind of like these uh, media jobs. They kind of know who they want. They kind of know who they want. And the Rooney Rule does de- defeat the purpose that it was originally intent- with good intentions when it originally came around. Uh, but really, for, for most of these NFL teams, you get the feeling that this is a red tape situation. It is a formality that teams have to follow. And I mentioned the, the word uh, irony here, and the, the Raiders, have they found a loophole and all that? But the irony part of it is the NFL, uh, if, if they are to punish the Raiders for this, then they're going to have to ding Reggie McKenzie, right, because he's the general manager of the Raiders, who I believe is African-American, and so they're going to get him for not complying with the Rooney Rule. So that, that would be what, how this would have to work. And anyway, the bottom line, even if the Raiders are found guilty of this, uh, they, they, they'll pay a fine. That'll be that. That's, uh, I guess, the cost of doing business, the John Gruden business. And if that does happen, if that's the end game, then what will happen is the Raiders can simply raise the cost of PSLs at that stadium in Vegas in a couple of years and then have the casinos have Caesars and MGM foot the bill for that situation. You see how that everything's tied together. You see that everything is tied together. That's that's how it works. All right, these are the Ben Maller show on Fox and a story. We tried to warn the Carolina Panthers yesterday. They did not listen. Shame on them. Uh, reports here tonight that the Panthers are nearing a contract with Norvell Turner to become their offensive coordinator, and uh, that is great news. If you're a Saints fan, if you like the Falcons, uh, if you're a rival Tampa Bay fan, if, you, if you're in a, a battle with Carolina, this is tremendous because it cements the fact that the Carolina Panthers are going to continue to be a second-rate offensive football team with Norv Turner as the guy. Uh, that is a cement situation. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia. So you're trying to tell me that uh, that uh, the Raiders uh, pulled some shenanigans with this with this hiring? Well, that's John what. Uh, that's not what I'm saying, Eddie. I'm just I'm relaying what the Fritz Pollard Alliance is saying. Very powerful Fritz Pollard Alliance. They're, that yeah. is the group that is they've asked for the NFL to investigate the Raiders for violating this. So uh, you're this saying rule. Mark Davis, who 
and maybe I'm misquoting him here, but said during the press conference that hiring John Gruden, I believe it was a dream come true. Is that what he said? Uh, Something like that? Yes, to yeah, he, I think he said the moment his dad died, he yeah. wanted to hire him. So yeah. you're saying that uh, that 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 guy uh, yes. w- can, did not consider other people for the job? That's, and, uh, that's what they're saying. Huh. There you go. It's hard to believe. Yeah. But uh, it's a wonderful thing. I listen, the, but it, by the spirit of the of the rule, yeah, the, the Raiders are in trouble. But if you go by the letter of the rule, and the Raiders did interview some minority candidates last yeah. week, so if you go T. by the Martin, le- I heard T. Martin yeah. was one of them. Yeah. It was a legitimate candidate. Why not? You know, T. Well, Martin. Well, you don't have to interview a legitimate candidate, right? You just have to interview a candidate. I guess that's uh, it's all a game. Well, of Well, I mean, look, you said spirit of the rule, letter of the rule, all that. Yeah, yeah. It's letter of the rule that's important, is it not? I well, mean, yeah, but you go by the letter of the rule. They did it, yeah. and, and it, I mean, you can look. Uh, Tennessee had a deal done with Greg Schiano, and then Danny in Nashville and a bunch of his lunatic friends with uh, pitchforks and torches chased. Chiano out of Tennessee before he even got there. So they had a deal. You could say, hey, Tennessee had a deal in place with Greg Chiano. It didn't get done. So the Raiders will be okay. I, I, be, I think they will be, uh, be they'll, fine. There'll be well. bigger scandals here. There will be bigger scandals. That's, oh, I'm sure that's true. Yeah, I, I think we, we'll have some really nice, juicy scandals to look forward to, which, uh, which I like. I like a good scandal. It's good for radio, and uh, that's great. You know what's also good for radio? The uh, the Clippers uh, beating. Oh, I don't know about that. I remember when the Warriors were a good team. I mean, I, that was a while ago. That uh, that's uh, wow. What how the mighty have fallen. Well, it's, it's shocking that you would take it to the extreme of uh, no extreme at all, Eddie. You know, I'm a, no. I'm an objective. I'm objective voice in the night. Is what I it's, a, it's a it's a fine win for your Clippers. There's no question well, about listen, that. But I, I, I mean, think it's more better stories than losing locker room. The Warriors are falling apart. They is that why are, they have the best record in the NBA? They are done, Eddie. It That's, is uh, over for the Warriors. You saw it right in you front know, of your eyes. You can't, there. you can't just enjoy a very nice win they, by your team by you know being screwed. rational about it. You got to take it to the extreme. I hear rumors, Eddie. I can't. I don't know if I should say this on the air. Steve Kerr could be fired. That's what I hear. That's a total lie. Kerr could be out as coach of the Warriors. He's, it's, uh, uh, it's really absurd to so say I, that. I heard a, a little birdie told me that Steve Kerr could be out. He's going to run for president in 2020, so he wants to get his orders yeah, lined up there, all his uh, affairs, rather, lined up, and uh, that's that's the, the whispers. It's kind of so. silly, really. Yeah. And uh, if I had a vote right now for the NBA MVP, Sweet Lou. Could be Sweet Lou, your MVP. Breakout Sweet star. Sweet Lou? Sweet Lou. Yeah. <laughs> We know we, we know you're a big basketball fan, Eddie. We know that. You love the NBA, and you believe in accurate reporting, right? Uh, I don't love the NBA, but you sh- I do believe in accurate you do. reporting, yes. You actually broke a story. Did I? You did. You broke a story on the radio tonight. Huh. Do you know, you realize the story that you broke? Uh, no, I don't. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Do we, uh, we have any audio on that, uh, Danny G, or we uh, let's see here? The way it works, Ben, we can't pull it out of the system until oh. we pause oh, for the cause. Oh, so this is what's going to happen. So here's what's oh, going to happen. We could tease gonna the be, breaking news? It's going to be edited and, and deleted and all that stuff. That's usually how this works. So, no, we, we have to roll tape on the live program, so we can't stop it in uh, the middle of the program. Uh, interesting. It's <laughs> all like he believes you. how it's always been. All right. All right, anyway, uh, we'll take your oh, He's very call. disappointed. Well, no, listen, I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine with this. That's usually how this, these things work. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The NBA hasn't seen a number 23 this good since Michael Jordan. 
Sweet Lou Williams, lighting it up, 50 points, dropping 50. That's half a Chamberlain. Seven assists as the uh, L.A. Clippers win a random uh, game against the Golden State Warriors. Now, a couple of takeaways from this game. The Clippers were able to hold that great warrior backcourt of Klay Thompson and Steph Curry to no points. They shut out Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. They did not score a single point in the in this particular game. Uh, and Blake Griffin, uh, the, the great star of, of the Clippers, the Blake effect, Blake, he was shut out as well. He didn't score a point, and the Clippers still won. Without the great Blake Griffin, without all these Euros, these soft Euros the Clippers signed and traded for in the offseason, those guys didn't play either. They still won. Tyrone Wallace, I don't even know who this guy is. He had 22 points. Tyrone Wallace had 22 points. Montrez Harrell, thank you, Rockets. Uh, a wonderful performance who? there. Montrez Harrell of the Clippers. Never heard of him. Well, he had 14.7 rebounds, and the Clippers end up getting a 125-106 to win uh, just absolutely marvelous, just wonderful. And uh, will will Steve Kerr still be the coach when the sun rises? This is a fireable offense. Uh, this could be it. And all things come to an end. You know, you look at the history of of, of time, and this whether it's a recession or, or not. Listen, uh, success is fleeting. Success is fleeting, and and you're going to go through some bad times. And I. If, if the Warriors do end up being sellers at the trade deadline, and I, I think that will likely be the case after this, this particular performance, uh, I, I think there'll be a lot of t- people bidding on these Warrior players. I think there'll be a lot of value uh, around the NBA. I think that's uh, absolutely going to happen. Now, now meanwhile, uh, the, <laughs> the story here, uh, aside from just a glorious night, uh, just a, an absolute marvelous performance by the, the Clippers' Lou Williams, uh, was Steph Curry. Now, this reinforces something that we've talked about for a while, and I know it's a very volatile situation. People get very upset when I bring this up, but I've done the mathematics here. I've done the algebra. I've done the calculus, uh, and uh, there is no way, no way that the Golden State Warriors can be thought of as the uh, unbreakable force when their star player is made out of you-know-what. All right, so if, if you've not been paying attention here, now Steph Curry uh, apparently could not play on Wednesday night, could not play in the game that his team lost to a much better Clipper team uh, in Oakland. Now, why is that? Uh, Curry apparently slipped during a shoot-around, and we've seen this before. He sprained his right ankle again. Oops, it happened again. Now, it's the same injury that sidelined him for 11 games. And I wanted to get into this because the general manager of the Golden State Warriors, Bob Myers, went on the radio on the, the station that carries our show in the Bay Area, our home in the Bay Area, 95-7, the game, and attempted some damage control. He attempted some damage control because the, there's a, a, a lot of chatter about Steph Curry and how, how good he is and health-wise, health-wise. Now, among the highlights... The question was asked, how did Steph Curry hurt himself? Well, according to the GM of the Warriors, it was a pivot or a, a step back. Uh, was this warrior-on-warrior warrior crime, meaning did another player, a teammate, step on Steph Curry? The general manager of the Warriors said that nobody was around him. Now, that might be true. That might not be true. Maybe they're covering for somebody. Uh, will he be in the hospital, Steph Curry? No. 
Uh, no, in fact, they, they say the Warriors they're not going to do an MRI or an X-ray. I mean, they've got so many of them. Why not? Uh, how bad is it? Uh, he said he he can miss. Uh, he's going to miss some time, but they're not too concerned. But they're you know, fine. Okay. Uh, and so they went on and on here, and uh, they said he's day to day, right? Day to day. So clearly, the Warriors are downplaying this injury. They're downplaying Steph Curry's injury. Uh, the question is, is this actually something or nothing? Now, it's it's obviously something here, and uh, only a rube, only a rube would think that it's not anything at all. So the, the perspective that I will provide here, I, you've got worrisome, fragile, pattern continuing, and ticking time bomb. You've got all that. Well, we'll begin with a Bob Myers can do his best, right? His best downplay this and lessen the importance of all this. I am not buying what he is serving up. This is a big deal. It is worrisome for the Warriors for obvious reasons. The margins are so thin in the the NBA, you know, the upper crust of the NBA, and, and by their standards, Golden State, uh, in in some of these games, now they they tried their their best against the Clippers. They just weren't good enough. The Clippers were clearly better. But there have been nights where the Warriors have been in cruise control, and it sounds crazy considering their record, right, sitting atop the mountain in the NBA. But there has been a lack of urgency at times, going through the motions, and yet still winning a lot of games. But here's the rub. Right To win in the postseason is going to be a much more of an uphill battle, shall we say. And even though the GM, Bob Myers, is attempting to attach very little importance uh, to Steph Curry's injury, if you look around and you follow one of these other NBA teams, the Spurs, the Rockets, the Timberwolves in the West, the, the, the Cavaliers, the Celtics in the East, I'm not buying the Raptors. Sorry, Toronto, I'm not buying DeMar DeRozan and company, who I think have the third best record in the NBA. Uh, that seems like a winter mirage. But this gives you hope is what it gives. It gives you optimism as well. And for Steph Curry, this is enough, you would think, to give increased heartburn uh, to to the people. Now, their, their public position is, oh, no, it's no big deal. Privately, though, come on, we know what's going on. This is pattern continuing. Got a lot of heat uh, years back when I pointed out that Steph Curry was a delicate little flower. Uh, but he has a history. He has a history of brittle bones, half man, half glass, right? And when you have ankles that are very similar to soft butter, that becomes problematic. Well, maybe margarine, maybe not butter, maybe margarine. Even if Steph Curry, let's say this is only a minor deal, right? Only a minor deal. He's only going to miss a couple of games. It still matters, and I'll tell you why. It has meaning. It has meaning. This is not just your normal, you know, oh, he twisted his ankle in practice. He slipped on a wet spot. The last thing on this, Steph Curry's health for Golden State, this is the definition of a ticking time bomb. Right? Tick, tick, tick. You don't know when it's going to go off, but eventually it's going to go ka-boom. Uh, you, you've got one wet spot. You, you know, people talk about a heartbeat away from being the president or whatever, the vice president. Well, you're a, a wet spot away from no Steph Curry in the playoffs. And so, again, I go back to those teams that are chasing the Warriors. It, it's something for, for optimism. here. It's a, a point of optimism, if you will, uh, in, in this scenario. Uh, the, the great equalizer in the NBA is often injuries for these top teams. And as we pointed out 
uh, the the Golden State Warriors, you go snap, crackle, and pop, and uh, that's it. You're done. That's that's all you need here, and you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? It, with with Steph Curry, you're, it's it's not just in Oakland. I mean, it goes other places around uh, the NBA. But I, I'm so down on these NBA guys. It is just a joke at this particular point. And instead of driving around on team buses, but the NBA ought to do, they ought to charter Mr. Softy trucks and drive the players to games in Mr. Softy trucks. That's what they ought to do. They won't play anyway. Again, I repeat, the highlight of the night for me, other than, of course, Lou Williams just being just marvelous and being great, uh, was Jeff Van Gundy saying they should abolish the All-Star game and pick the players but don't actually play the game so they can get rest. All right, so by carrying that forward here, since these players have this kind of apathy towards the regular season, why not just skip the regular season? Just we'll go through the off season. We'll have all the players change teams, right? And they'll have to live in their their respective cities. So they'll have to go out. You know, some of these guys go to these smaller towns in the NBA. They'll have to go to these these towns far away and all that. But they won't actually have to play. Like they'll they don't have to because it's too much work. It's too much. It's too much work. We'll have like a computer program simulate what would have happened in the NBA season, okay? And then we can have people go to the arena, and we'll have you know have all the pomp and circumstance. We'll have the cheerleaders. We'll have the mascots do their thing, uh, and we'll sell the popcorn, the nachos, the pretzels, the beer, the the hard drinks, the whole thing. We'll have all that, all the the, the between periods stuff, but we'll have. On the scoreboard, they'll play just like virtual what would have happened if these guys had actually played. They could be great, be wonderful. And then maybe, maybe, and I don't know, this might be too much for these guys, we might actually play the postseason. Whatever the computer spits out on who makes it in the simulation, maybe those teams will actually have to play. But we'll, we'll do like a public opinion poll to find out because we want this to be a partisan issue. We don't want non, but we want, we want this to be a, uh, or nonpartisan rather. We want this to be a nonpartisan issue. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. On Fox, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat, I Hate the Army, uh, Willie Garcia. Well, that yeah. flowed really well there. Smooth. Professional broadcasting. Yeah. So they Good. just started this year, right, the new schedule? Yes, where... uh, they big, big fan, much fanfare. They told right. us that they were going to give more off days to the teams. To no, prevent le- this from guys from taking days yes. off. Yes, And it has not worked. So that, will they change back to the old way? Uh, no, they'll be playing one game a week like the NBA, uh, the NFL does it. They'll have one game a week. That's the new plan, uh, and it'll be I'm on, in favor of that. But w- still. will be Sunday or Monday, or what? W- w- what day will they do it? One game a week. And uh, let's go with uh, Wednesday. How about, how about nothing right. you know, happens good on Wednesday? Every Wednesday. So every Wednesday, uh, that's how they're going to do it. One game a week, and but they'll only play like a half court. Because we don't want the guys, we don't want the guys to run back. They, we don't want them to have to run back the other way. Because that guy, they could get hurt, they could trip, they could slip on a wet spot. So, just uh, it's a half court game. It's a hybrid of the NBA. Yeah, I saw Clay Thompson uh, was not playing because of rest, and I'm like, Clay Thompson, there's a guy, boy, who plays just too many minutes. You know, I mean, uh, I'm so come fed on. up, Eddie. I've had enough. I'm done. It's uh, they lost. It me. took. It, what it's, took uh, you so long? Would be my question. Well. Uh, I spent a lot of time. I try to find out who should I pick in this NBA pick em thing. And uh, it feels like every day one of the guys I, I pick ends up uh, missing a game. Not because they're hurt, per se. Uh, just uh, being, getting rest. It's happened way too much. Way too much. That's one thing you yeah. and I can definitely agree on. I don't even watch the games and it annoys me. 
Now, if Lou Williams scores 50 again, I'll be back. Well, he's so, going to take the next day off for sure because he's overworked. Yeah. Oh, the Clippers will lose to I'll Sacramento ice on Friday. Ice his elbow. Guaranteed they lose to Sacramento on Friday. That's a classic letdown spot. Uh, they, will, they will lose that game probably by 15 points. That's uh, likely what's going to happen. That's usually how that works. All right. Anyway, Minnesota looked good. I, I, I watched a little bit of that, but uh, it's just annoyed with the whole thing. I'm annoyed with the whole deal. It, I'm, I'm just fed up. All right? Have I made that clear? I believe I've Very clear, yeah. Yeah. All right. If you want to be part of the show, uh, operators are standing by. Operators are span- uh, are standing by. You can be part of the festivities. The number, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And uh, I didn't see many people send me this Bitcoin story. Did you see they had a, a Bitcoin conference, Eddie? This is from Fox <laughs> Business. They had a Bitcoin conference, but they stopped accepting Bitcoin payments. <laughs> so Uh-oh. That's a bad sign, right? The cryptocurrency <sighs> world there. So I think the word is irony, is it not? I believe that would be the word for this, yes? Yes. The North American Bitcoin conference. But uh, they, uh, they said due to network congestion and manual processing, they closed ticket payments using cryptocurrency. I, honest, I honestly don't even really know what bitcoins are. I, yeah. I, well, when it falls, when the bitcoin falls, I will laugh. That's what I will do. That's what I'm going to do. Well, you and haven't I, been laughing to this point. No, I haven't laughed. I, I will laugh last. You've been crying to this point. No, I will laugh at the very end. I will stand up and I go, ah, <laughs> I laugh at you. <laughs> that is what I'm going to do. I have that. I'm, I've got my victory speech all ready to go. I have that prepared. I'm excited about that. So a lot of reaction. Also, we we did the story yesterday about the stripper, the robot strippers. That that played pretty well. Did pretty well. People really? seem to enjoy. Uh, we need more robot stripper talk. So yeah, I think that was enough. No, I think we've got to search high and far for robot stripper stories. We can bring those up. It's a it's a win win situation. Fine, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling That's you. That's what they say when you give them a dollar. All right. Well, it's, it's, uh, listen. What was the uh, the line? Or Bitcoin. The WD forty line from from uh, just was it just Josh that had that line? I think it was. It's pretty good. That's what, why you need to be on Twitter. What humor, well, humor, what, what humor was like it, that. What was the line? What robots? So what robot strippers were wear for? Uh, was it for cologne? It was for their uh, perfume. Perfume, yeah. yeah it was, w. That's a good line. Yeah. WD forty. I mean, I didn't I didn't deliver it well, but no, it's a good no, line. It's a good when you. Present it properly. It's a very good line. It's the kind of line you laugh at. You wouldn't laugh at it now because it's you know, the delivery sucked. But we'll repackage that for the lame jokes, and then you guys will ruin it. But I'll deliver it properly, and then you will. Uh, yeah, that's how that'll go. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, here we go. Third degree time, and we bring in the master of ceremonies, Coop DeLoop. There's a story from Wild Card Weekend that just doesn't seem to want to go away. The Panthers have been getting a lot of heat for seemingly skipping concussion protocol when Cam Newton was injured late in the game against the Saints. First, the team insisted that he only had an eye injury, but then when critics pointed to Cam showing other symptoms, they came back to say that Newton embellished the injury to buy more time. Do you believe them, Ben? Yeah, I actually do believe him. I, and I'll tell you what. Number one, uh, this is gamesmanship. It's a, the gamesmanship of exaggeration with injuries is a hallmark 
of sports. At least it was a hallmark of sports. And this whole uh, obsession with the NFL media as far as concussions, I, I get it. I understand that there's an issue here, but not every single play is a concussion. There's a lot of idiotic things going on here. If Cam Newton was like a drunk deer, right, was like a drunk deer, the Panthers would have sent him back. They wouldn't have sent him back out. I don't believe they would have sent him back out because he wouldn't have been able to play. Uh, this is the, the NBA player flopping or the European soccer player taking a pratfall. That's what Cam Newton was doing. And number two, the Panthers – they could not, I believe, have violated the NFL protocol, which is going around, because I'll tell you why. that There were NFL employees, league employees on the sidelines who were there to enforce the protocol. Now, the, the claim is that Cam Newton should have run into the tunnel to conduct the test. That's the Russell Wilson rule, because Russell didn't, you know, didn't do it. Um, but it's mainly his thespian skills here were too good. Uh, the players know the situation. If Cam Newton... Uh, you know, if, if he was messed up in the head, I don't think he would have gone back in the game. I don't think that would happen. All right, next. Now, one of the other storylines involving LeVar Ball is how his son Lonzo has responded to his dad's criticism of Luke Walton. Now, a lot of analysts are criticizing Lonzo for not coming to his coach's defense in the same way that teammate Kyle Kuzma has. Lonzo simply said, I'll play for anybody. Ben, should Lonzo have handled this differently? No, absolutely not. No, Lonzo Ball was keeping it real, man. That's what he's doing. He is not a huge Luke Walton fan. It's pretty obvious. So rather than sugarcoat things, Lonzo Ball gave essentially a non-denial denial. You know, he was he could have gone a different direction, but these are his feelings. Right? These are his feelings, right? Facts over feelings and all that, but these are his feelings. Lonzo Ball is 20 years old. He's apparently an introvert, uh, at least judging by the interviews. I hope he's an introvert because if he's an extrovert, he's a really bad extrovert. Uh, and, and so don't confuse this with a sweet-talking politician. And B, it doesn't matter if Lonzo Ball loves his coach. This is one of the things that drives me nuts. I've worked for a lot of different program directors and radio and a lot of them I thought were complete buffoons. Some of them I liked a lot. Some of them I've been friends with for 20 years, but a lot of them I thought I didn't know what the hell they were doing. But you know what? you still got a job to do. And in the NBA, your basketball player, you don't have to always get along with your coach. It's ridiculous. All right, stop. Next. The Eagles are the first number one seed to be underdogs in divisional round history, and the players are predictably using that as motivation. Offensive lineman Lane Johnson said that the team is ticked off that they are being treated like the Browns. Ben, do you believe in this type of disrespect motivation? No, I, I'm not. I'm not the billboard guy. I mean, the first thing on this, you're telling me that the to, to take this to the extreme, the Eagles were planning on not playing their best against the Falcons, but because of the odds makers, now they're going to play well. Philly was going to coast in an NFL playoff game, but they needed the point spread to inspire them. It took bookmakers uh, who gave give an honest representation of what should happen to mess with the. Come on. It's ridiculous. The, the sports book set the opening line. The gambling public is the one that then moves the line. So far, the line hasn't moved, which means they got it right. They're trying to get money on both sides. That's all they're trying to do here. And I, I agree with the point spread. It, looking at the numbers, I've looked at them a little bit. The Falcons are the better team here. Uh, it's going to take a uh, really bad day for Matt Ryan and a bunch of running and defense for the Eagles to win that game. But, no, I don't believe that. All right, it's motivation, please. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Benny Pass this edition. 
That's a winner! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. It's now time for... Well, hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. All right, Ask Ben, your questions are answers a little bit now, a little bit on the other side, as they say. And these are listener-generated questions from listeners just like yourself. If they're boring questions, your typical, uh, I don't know, hey, let's talk about women's curling, stuff like that. Will it, well, actually, that's not a boring question. But if you know, you're going to break down the Padres minor league system, probably not going to go anywhere. It's a non-starter. But Koopa Loop, the compiler of the questions, blindfold yourself there, and what do we have? All right, Ben, we've got a question for you. This is from right. Dan on Facebook. Hello, Dan. Over the break, there was some discussion around donuts, but no mention of Krispy Kreme glazed. Yeah. Ben, what is ben, throat. What yeah. is your donut of choice? And back in the day, could you have knocked down a dozen? Oh, a Krispy Kreme, yeah, because it's like eating air. Uh, I could eat two dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. I could. They're so rich, though. They're rich, but there's not a lot of substance to them. Kind of like, true. Kind of like some women I used to date. But but anyway, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, but no, 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 no. I, I I could eat a lot of Krispy Kreme donuts because I feel it. My favorite donut. I like the cinnamon roll, which I'm told is not a donut, but the tiger tail, which is like a cinnamon roll, but it's like it's like a long john type. The tiger tail is the greatest donut out there. Nothing matches the tiger tail. Eddie, uh, was that just for me? Right. Yeah, that was all just right. for Sorry, you. Eddie, you're out. Go That's ahead, all right. I hate Krispy Kremes. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of Krispy I, I won't say no, but I'm not a huge fan. You know, I'll take a hit. All right, Ben, here's another one for yeah. you. Soul Coop. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is on Twitter. This is from D Real Ben Maller. Oh, I'm <laughs> fake. He's real. <laughs> uh, ben, why do you take Angry Bill's calls? <laughs> I don't know. That is a good question, I, I, he upsets me. I, I, of all the people that call show, he's the one that upsets me more than anyone. He seems to always be there. I, I can't get away from him, he, and he sucks. And I thought, like when he first started, I was like a big fan because he had the I'm a nine, you know, nine year old girl. What about a nine year old girl? And he was a lunatic. Yeah, I mean, I love that. I thought that was great. You, you know. Yeah, you know what Angry Bill is? Angry Bill is the house guest that stayed too long. That's what Angry Bill is. You know, it's like a, it's was it fish and house guests after three days they uh, you get get rid of them. <laughs> you know, that's Angry Bill. So I don't know. I can't. I have no logical reason why I take his calls. I'm a glutton for punishment. All right, so I keep it going here, Koopa uh, Loop. What do we have? Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. For the rest of the hour, we'll All do right, a lot so of self-examination here. This is for everybody on the crew. All right, group question. Group I personally question. think this is an easy question. But, okay. Uh, it's from Ariel Molina on Twitter. Would you guys rather be rich and hideous or poor but irresistible to women? Uh, yeah, I'd go rich. Uh, you know, I'd be, uh, yeah, I don't care. I'm hideous right now. I Just give me some money. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need any more than that. Come on. <laughs> I, I can't imagine a world like when I was single when women wouldn't even give me the time of day. I can't imagine what that would be like. I don't, I don't know if I'd like that. Hey, what about you, Eddie? Yeah, you, you obviously would take rich because it doesn't matter if you're hideous if you're rich. Exactly. Women have proven that if you have enough money, they will be more attracted to you, generally speaking. I, I remember when I first realized this. It was when I was a kid, and Fred Roberts was playing for the Boston Celtics. Oh, yeah, Fred Roberts. And he was a really unattractive man. Yeah. And they showed his wife in the stand that she was this hot blonde, and I said, my God, 
<laughs> you don't have to be good looking. You just have to be a rich professional athlete. I didn't yeah. realize it at the time, and then I did. No, it's true, and that doesn't usually work the other way. Is it, does it work the other no, way? No, it doesn't. Like, work I don't the know. Other way. Are there like there's women now that have a ton of money, but do they get the if they're ugly? Do they get the good looking guy? Maybe they do. I don't know. A Danny G. Yeah, I mean, same as you guys. Easy answer there. All right, just uh, as I suspected. The easy, easy answer. All right, we'll pause for the cause here. More of the hearsay, the scuttlebutt, the the chatter here on the radio. It's uh, amazing. Ask Ben your questions, our answers. Who will deliver the humdinger line of the uh, the bit here? We'll find out. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. You have to multitask to navigate through live, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. Go to facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And right back to Ask Ben we go. Your questions are answers as we uh, hang out, having a good time. Here we go. Koopa Loop, the master of ceremonies. What do we got, Koopa? All right, this is for the whole crew. This is from Michael on Facebook. Hi, Michael. If you could go back in time, what celebrity game show would you like to be on? Like, what defunct game show? Defunct game show. What's the one uh, with the whammy? No whammy? Press no- Your Luck? Yeah, Press oh, Your Luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be a fun one. I think Press Your Luck would be fun. They brought back, the other one I liked, which they brought back was... Uh, what was the uh, the one you know, behind curtain number? You want curtain number two? You want two hundred dollars? That what was that one called? It's it's back on. Let's make a deal. I think that's it. Let's make it. I like that one too. But press your luck would be, I guess, since it's not on anymore. What about you, Eddie? Well, I'd have to go with Tic Tac Doe to <laughs> so I could meet the great Wink Martindale. Oh, legend, Hollywood I- legend icon. I don't think I know that one. Yeah, it's before, before oh. your time. YouTube before your time. <laughs> what about you, Danny? Well, it's still on, but she's not on there anymore. I'd have to go back in time, Big Ben, to be on Wheel of Fortune when a young Vanna White. Wait, Vanna was... White's not on anymore? No. Really? Just recently. Oh, really? She said goodbye. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I would I would want to. Did they replace her? They did. Really? Yeah. With a guy? No. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Jackie? Yeah, so I'd say a young Vanna White, just to be in the same room. All right. Oh. Would you say you you and I could play the home game, Vanna? Would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, uh, Cooper? Um, I'm gonna have to kind of go down a similar path as Danny G. It's it's not the the, the game show's still on, yeah. but no, 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 not not, not and, that. And way. I'm the bad guy. Um, no, I, I don't mean it like that. I would I would pick the Price Is Right, but the the Bob Barker version, classic with the little little microphone, yes, the yes, little absolutely. pencil microphone that he had. Yeah, yeah. the I original Barker's to... Beauties. Yeah. What about now? This is a show. Uh, was Hollywood Squares? Remember that? Oh yes, yeah. Hollywood Squares was awesome. They kind of bring that back every now and then. Do they? Yeah. I don't remember it being back for years. I remember when Shadow Stevens hosted Shadow yes, Stevens? Yes, I do. Uh, Radio <laughs> voice guy. I know. The, is he still alive, Shadow Stevens? He probably is. I haven't. I don't know. But you, uh, you wanted to go on the prices, right, though, Coop? That yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, all right. Uh, here is a question uh, for for Eddie. Uh, this is from Andrew and Fremont. Oh my God, Shadow Stevens is seventy, Ben. Wow. Go ahead, sorry, Coop. Whee! All right, Eddie. Uh, That's a voice of radio, right there, Shadow Stevens. What is your favorite Star Wars movie? Uh, I would have to go with the original Star Wars. It was the first movie I ever saw. My parents were not into movies at all. And so uh, my sister took me, uh, and uh, I was eight years old, and I thought all movies were like that. I thought you had to stand in line outside for two hours, and it was all of the movies were packed, and people would clear, uh, cheer and clap and uh, make noise during movies. I thought, this is the greatest thing ever. And then I <laughs> went to some other movie. I'm like, where is everybody? This is weird. So, no, Star Wars, the original. 
Okay, so New Hope. All right. Yeah. Uh, I liked, I liked, I guess, Return of the Jedi. Was that the one with Jabba the Hutt? Yes. It, yeah, that one. I liked that. That was, that was a classic. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked that you knew a title of a Star Wars movie. I <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw He kind of revealed that he liked Star Wars when he was talking about the toys. Yeah, and, no, uh, I loved that. I had my, my mom got all those Star Wars toys. Okay. I had all, all right. of those growing up. Yeah. Uh, here's a question for the whole crew. Uh, this is from another one from Ariel Molino, except this one's on Facebook. <laughs> so you can double down. Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, right. wait, did you guys? Was that a group question? Am I the only one? That, uh, it, it was. It was a question for Eddie. But that's oh, okay. okay. Well, I stole it. There you yeah. go. All right, go ahead. Uh, do you spread ketchup all over your fries, or do you squeeze some out and then dip? Yeah, what I do is I I take like a a couple of packets of the ketchup and I put them on the 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 uh, the tray or whatever I'm eating, and then I dip. I'm a dipper. The big dip. Yeah, I never, I never put them on the fries because yeah, they I, get I, soaked, right, with the ketchup. Right, it's like makes na- them soggy. It's, it's like the nachos. You know, the nachos are great at first, but the the last few nachos you're digging around to try to get the ones that don't have cheese on them. By the way, my wife hates ketchup. She's the only person I've ever met who yeah, hates ketchup. Bad quality. Yeah. Danny G. Yeah, the veteran move. Get a packet of In and Out spread, and you put that down. And then you put the ketchup on top of that, and then you dip oh, your fries. Too much work. In, too no, much, no, yeah. no, no, it's not. Yeah. Coop. Now, see, I'm like I'm like you guys on this one. I, I'm definitely a dipper, but if I'm on the go and I need to eat fries, like whether I'm in like the car or I'm walking around, then I'll do like you know I'll grab like three fries and then and squeeze on the on the fries. Wait, when are you That's eating all... fries as you walk though, <laughs> or in the car too? I mean, you want ketchup? That on happens, them as you're that happens all the time. What are you so, talking so, about? So, so, no, no, Coop. So you you're walking eating fries. So you're like a walk and squeeze guy. Is what you are. That's what you you're walking around. You're squeezing the ketchup on the fries while you're walking really right if i'm a in lot a, of work if i'm in a situation where i gotta walk and eat yeah. fries at the same time you know that's <laughs> all right. that's what uh, i'm gonna do all right uh next let's keep it going here what do we got time for a quick one or are we uh... uh let me see here all right take as much time as you want don't mind the clock We're running <laughs> right. towards a brick wall but that's all right we'll run right through the brick wall I all right we'll, we'll do this one uh because we always uh, somebody always asks you ben like what restaurant do i go to in vegas but this yeah. one's a little bit different todd on facebook he said he's going to vegas he wants to know the best sports book yeah i mean i like the uh the aria sports book's pretty good uh caesar's is one i've hung out a lot at um but there's a lot of good ones right now but I, those are the two right off the top of my head that i I would say. All right, thanks for all your questions. Uh, tremendous job by you. And uh, when you lose all your money in Vegas, think of me. Think of me, please. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 